morning, family. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Fernando, your instructor. Today, we're going to be reading right from the get-go, Mark chapter 4, 35 to 41. Let's go ahead and get you there. I just want to tell you, God bless you. I'll give you a hug. Say, all is well, three times. Ready? All is well. All is well. All is well. It's a revelation that comes to us from heaven that the angels and everyone is telling us as long as we're in Christ Jesus, all is well. All is well. And we repeat it to our surroundings so our surroundings will act accordingly. All is well. The more we say it, the more situations fall back backwards, the more we push the situations to line up with the Word of God. All is well through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. We have benefits to tap into, folks. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for today's teaching on January the 12th. Our scripture for today is Mark 4.35 to 41. Alrighty, let's read that first. 4.35. Way, a lot of scriptures on these. A lot of verses. The wind rained out of breath. Let the day, he said to them, late in the day, he said to them, let's go across the other side. They took him on the boat. Other boats came along. A huge storm came along. Waves poured into the boat, threatening to sink it. And Jesus was in the stern, head on a pillow, sleeping. They aroused him, saying, Teacher, is it nothing to you that we're going to drown? Awake now, he told the wind to pipe down. And he said to the sea, Quiet, settled down. The wind ran out of breath. The sea became smooth. And the glass and looked like glass. And Jesus re- reprimanded the disciples. Why are you such cowards? Don't you have any faith at all? They were absolute and all staggered. Who is this anyway? They asked. Wind and sea at his beck and call. Amen. You notice that uh, the word courage has a mixture of faith belief in it, rage, rage in the right direction, courage, amen. Let's go back to today's reading for January the 12th. This is an article by Kenneth Copeland. Our only hope is in Jesus. And in Acts 2, 26 and 27, it reads, therefore that my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad, moreover also my flesh Show rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thy Holy One to see corruption. More than 21 years ago, God said something to me that will mark my ministry forever. It was this, Kenneth Copeland says, The only hope that any man has anywhere in the world is faith in Jesus Christ. In light of what's happening around us today, the truth of that statement is more painfully obvious than ever before. We are a generation with diseases no man can heal, with problems no man can solve, with fleeting successes we have are quickly overshadowed by new and greater crises. All too often, that's that's as true for believers as it is for unbelievers. It shouldn't be, but it is. Believers are being killed by the same disease that are devastating the rest of the world. They're being plagued by the same problems, and many are walking around without hope, just like the rest of the world. Why? Because the only hope that any man has is faith in Jesus Christ. And the majority of Christians don't know how to live by faith. Instead of being filled with the word and with faith, they're being stuffed full of religious traditions, superstition, and now TikTok, and they're consumed with internet, and they're suffering. (laughs) When the devil hits them with confusion and sickness and disease, with poverty, depression, divorce, they often stand by helplessly as it destroys them and they want to talk to God. They said, I have five questions for God. They simply don't know what else to do. The Bible says, my people are destroyed for their lack of knowledge. And how do we get knowledge, folks? What we're doing right now. We're reading and and using our imagination with the words I'm throwing at you. But you know, your hope is in Jesus. Trust him and tell the world their hope is in him too. Say so, you, Amen. So we can say, all is well in Jesus Christ. All is well in Jesus Christ. All is well in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.
And with that, let's go ahead and read a few psalms today. And I'll, I'll read the psalm through uh, the New King James Version. But that's the one. Those are the versions we grew up with right now. And let's see. Where is the King James Version? Thank you, everyone, so much for coming in here today. Appreciate, appreciate. Thank you, God. All is well. All is well in Jesus' name. You get tired of the devil busting you up in the head, just go after him and say, you've been defeated by the blood of the Lamb. All is well here. You've been defeated by the blood of the Lamb. And you can get after him. You can feel those words and those They will flee. Psalm 12. Help, Lord, help, for the godly man sees it, for the faithful disappear from among the sons of men. They speak idly, everyone with his neighbor, with flattery lips, and a double heart they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattery lips, and the tongue that speaks sprout things. Who have said, with our tongue we will prevail, our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the sighting of the needy. Now I will arise, says the Lord. Now I will arise. I will set him in the safety for which he yearns. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver tried in furnace of earth, purified seven times. You shall keep them, O Lord. You shall preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked prowl on every side with violence is exalted among the sons of men. Again, the words of the Lord are pure words, like silver tried in furnace of earth, purified seven times. That's the reason we say all is well. That's the reason we say praise the Lord Jesus. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord Jesus. At least say it seven times on the hour, every hour with all your heart. Say all is well. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Say it in the devil's face. Against opposition, say it against lack, against problems, and we will have what we're sowing. We will have what we say. Stay on the word, folks. Stay on the word. Now let's go ahead and Psalm 42. I encourage you, stay on the word. On these little sayings right here. I get those from heaven. The Lord tells me, hey, it's all, all is well up here. You guys are doing fine. Oh, okay. Thank you. So I'm your messenger. All is well. <clears throat> Psalm 42 says, As the deer pants for the water brook, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night. While they continue to say to me, Where is your God? When I remember these things, I poured out my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God. With a voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept a pilgrim's feast. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall just praise him for the help of his countenance. O my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, and from the heights of Hermon, from the hill Mizar, deep calls unto deep, at the noise of your waterfalls. All your waves and billows have gone over me. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night his song shall be with me. A prayer to the God of my life. I will say to God my rock. Why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a breaking of my bones my enemy reproached me. While they say to me all day long. Where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help and the countenance of my and my God. Amen. Jump to Psalm 71. Psalm 71. In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be my strong refuge of which I resort continually. You have given me the commandments to save me. 
for you are my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hands of the wicked, out of the hands of the unrighteous and cruel man. For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust from my youth. By you I have held my birth. You are he who took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be continually of you. I have become as a wonder to many, but you are my strong refuge. Let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Do not forsake me when my strength fails. For my enemies speak against me, and those who lie in wait for my life take counsel together, saying, God has forsaken him, pursue and take him, for there is none to deliver him. O God, do not bar me, do not be far from me, O my God. Make haste to help me. Let them be confounded and consumed who are adversaries of my life. Let them be covered with reproach and dishonor who seek my hurt. But I will hope continually. I will praise you yet more and more. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and your salvation all the day. For I do not know their limits. Did you hear that? My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and your salvation all the day. For I do not know their limits. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness of yours only. O God, you have taught me from my youth. And to this day I declare your wondrous works. Now also when I am old and gray-headed, O God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to everyone who is to come. Also your righteousness, O God, is very high. You who have done great things, O God, who is like you? You have shown me great severe troubles. You shall revive me again and bring me again from the depths of the earth. You shall increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. Also with the lute I will praise you and your faithfulness, O my God. To you I will sing with the harp, O Holy One of Israel. My lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing to you and my soul which you have redeemed. My tongue also shall talk of your righteousness all the day long. For they are confounded, for they are are brought to shame those who seek my hurt. Amen. Amen. Psalm 71. Alrighty. Okay, let's go ahead and go and finish our devotion from, uh, I believe, yesterday. I don't remember doing yesterday's. Let me see if I recognize it. Kenny Copeland, kcm.org. Let's see. Don't look at the storm. It's uh, Matthew 14, 22-33. Yeah, I read this. We got this covered. All right. Thank you so much. Let me go ahead and read one more Psalms, and then we'll move on from these right here. I'm thinking about Psalm 102. Psalm 102 says, The Lord's eternal love. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my trouble. Incline your ear to me in the day that I call. Answer me speedily, for my days are consumed like smoke, and my bones are burned like earth. My heart is stricken and withered like grass, so that I forget to eat my bread. Because of the sounds of my groaning, my bones cling to my skin. I am like a pelican in the wilderness. I am like an owl of the desert. I lie awake. I am like a sparrow alone in the housetop. My enemies reproach me all day long. Those who deride me swear an oath against me. For I have eaten ashes like bread and mingled my drink with weeping. Because of your indignation and your wrath. For you have lifted me up and cast me away. My days are like shadow that lengthens. And I wither away like grass. But you, O Lord, shall endure forever, and the remembrance of your name to all generations. You will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. For your servants take pleasure in her stones and show favor to her dust. So the nations shall fear the name of the Lord, and all the kings of the earth shall glory. For the Lord shall build up Zion. He shall appear, he shall regard the prayer of the destitute. He should not despise their prayer, for this will be written for the generation to come. 
that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. For he looked down from the heights of his sanctuary. From heaven the Lord viewed the earth to hear the groaning of the prisoners, to release those appointed to death, to declare the name of the Lord in Zion, and his praise is in Jerusalem. When the people are gathered together in the kingdom to serve the Lord, he weakens my strength in the way. He shortened my days. I said, Oh my God, do not take me away in the midst of my days. Your years are thorough out all generation. Of all you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will endure. Yes, they will all grow old like a garment, like a cloak. You will change them, and they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will have no end. The children of your sevens will continue, and their descendants will be established before you. <laughs> Amen. Now, that psalm has a lot of, if you will, negativity. And I don't see uh, the name of David as by him could be by Moses. We do have some songs in here from Moses, uh, David, and other other people. Because our time is limited, I really want to just uh, focus on righteousness, on on blessings, and strength from the Lord. Um, so thank you so much. I'll give you an example of of it. That pure positive. Uh, uplifting scriptures like for instance my favorite Matthew 19.26 which said with God all things are possible and then Romans 5.5 says we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that we are they are good for us they help us to learn to endure so you know we don't shrink from situations or we don't our attitude towards the problem is to say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for the possibilities. We declare God's goodness over the situation, that God's word will prevail. God's possibilities. Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, everything is possible. That's one of the reasons we want to turn it over and thank God for the situation. Thank the Lord, for he also promises in Psalm 32, 8, The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. So we praise and thank God for situation from fender benders no matter what. We give it, we stay connected to God in love. We stay connected by commitment, by praising him and thanking him for the situation of this day. Let's go ahead and pray, pray out. Let's pray, Lord God. Let's pray with Psalm 23. Let's pray it for our loved ones, for all the ones around us, for everyone involved. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. He makes us lie down in green pastures and leads us beside the still waters. The Lord restores our soul. He leads us in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yes, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil, for the Lord God is with us. His rod and his staff, they comfort us. The Lord prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. The Lord anoints our head with oil, our cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Say, all is well. All is well. Praise the Lord. And some of you that have some needs, you can say, Yes, Lord, the supply for it is not here yet, but it will come. If we should have it, it will surely come in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, let's all say it. Say, Lord, the supply for it is not here yet, but it will come. If we should have it, it will surely come. Amen. Love you, family. Expect a miracle. Coming on today's class of Bible College. Appreciate your attendance. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. Today, January the 11th, Kenny Copeland talks about don't look at the storm. 
Okay, uh, it says Matthew 14, 30, 31, Peter, but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, where thou didst doubt, why did you doubt? And Kenny Copeland says, don't look at the storm. Let's pray. Lord, thank you, Lord, that we keep our eyes on Jesus. Lord, we look into Jesus. We look into the Lord for our sanctuary, for our strength and our help. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for your face. We love you. We thank you. You make us all better in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Is there any way the devil can get your eyes away from the word? He'll do it if there's any way. He'll cause trouble. He'll make the circumstances around you pitch and roll like a rowboat in a hurricane. He'll do anything he can to get you to concentrate on the realm of the physical senses and the situation around you instead of on the promises of God. Because he knows that if he doesn't, You'll take that promise and beat his brains out with it. <laughs> That's what he did to Peter. When Peter first jumped out of the boat that day in response of Jesus' word, what happened? He walked right across the water without a problem. His whole being was fastened on the word Jesus had spoken to him. Come. But when he took his eyes off the word, he stayed looking at the storm. He started looking at the impossible things he was doing. After all, he was a fisherman. All his training and experience told him when the waves were that high, you were going under. He started to focus on what he knew in the natural instead of what Jesus said when he did that. His faith slipped out of gear and he started to sink. Don't let that happen to you. Once you get a revelation from the Word of God, hang on to it. Don't focus on anything else. The devil will do everything he can to get you to turn loose of it. He'll stir up things around you, and he'll try to get you into fear. He'll push every button he can from the past to get you back into your old way of thinking. Don't let go. Keep your eyes on the Word of God until it's more real inside you than anything else. If you do, you'll be able to walk your way across the water just fine. Amen. All right, and they ask us to read uh, Matthew 14, 22 to 33. Let's go over there. 14, 22 to 33. It says... Isn't it obvious that, wait a minute, Proverbs, oh, I'm on Proverbs 14, sorry, I need to go to Matthew 14, got it, and starting at 22, it says, as soon as the meal was finished, he insisted that the disciples get in the boat and go ahead to the other side while he dismissed the people. While the crowd dispersed, he climbed the mountain so he could be by himself and pray, he stayed there alone late into the night. Meanwhile, the boat was far out to sea. When the wind came up against them and they were battered by the waves, at about four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. They were scared to death. A ghost, they say, crying out in terror. But Jesus was quick to comfort them. Courage, it's me, don't be afraid. Peter suddenly bold said, Master, if it's really you, call me to come to you on the water. He said, come ahead, come on. Jumping out of the boat, Peter walked on the water to Jesus, but when he looked down at the wave churning beneath his feet, he lost his nerve and started to sink. He cried, Master, save me. Jesus didn't hesitate. He reached down and grabbed his hand. Then he said, faint-hearted, what got into you? The two of them climbed into the boat, and the wind died down. The disciples in the boat, having watched the whole thing, worshipped Jesus, saying, This is it. You are God's son for sure. On return, they beached the boat at Gannerson. When the people got wind that he was back, they sent out word through the neighborhood and rounded up all the sick who asked for permission to touch the edge of his coat, and whoever touched him was healed. Reading from the Amplified Bible. Pretty cool, huh?
Amen and amen. That's the word of God. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and go to some uh, a little bit of Psalms to see what the, our, our favorite Psalms is. We'll consider Psalms on the. Let's see if I any of my Psalms. Here's one Psalm 11. It says. I already run for dear life straight to the arms of God. So why should I run away now when you say run to the mountains? The evil bows are bent. The wicked arrows aim to shoot under cover of darkness at the at every heart open to God. The bottoms dropped out of the country. Good people don't have a chance. But God hasn't moved to the mountains. His holy address hasn't changed. He is in charge. He is always. His eyes taking everything in, his eyelids unblinking, examining Adam's flesh and blood inside and out, not missing a thing. He tests the good and the bad alike. If anyone cheats God, our God's outrage, fail the test and you're out, out in a hail of firestones, drinking from a canton filled with hot desert wind. God's business is putting things right. He loves getting the line straight, setting us straight. Once we're standing tall, we can look him straight in the eye. Put our eyes unto Jesus. Amen. What a beautiful, beautiful thing that is, huh? And now let's go ahead and see what Psalm Psalm 41 has to say. Let's see. Psalm 41. Oops, I'm back in Genesis. Dignity, those who are down in the luck. Dignify those who are down in the luck. You'll feel good. That's what God does, dignifies them. God looks after us all, makes us robust with life. Amen. Lucky to be in the land. We're free from enemy worries. Whenever we're sick and in bed, God becomes our nurse, nurses us back to health. I said, God, be gracious, put me together again. My sins have torn me to pieces. My enemies are wishing the worst for me. They make bets on what day I will die. If someone comes to me, his mouth of empty platitudes, all the while gathering gossip about me to entertain the street corner crowd. These friends who hate me whisper slander all over town. They conform committees to plan misery for me. The rumor goes out, he's got some dirty, deadly disease. The doctors had given up on him. He's got COVID. Even the best friends, the ones I always told everything, he ate my meals at my house all the time, has bitten my hand. God gives grace, give me up on my feet. I'll show them a thing or two. Meanwhile, I'm sure you're on my wet, on my side, Lord. No victory shouts yet from the enemy camp. You know me inside and out. You hold me together. You never fail to stand me tall on your presence so I can look you in the eye. Blessed is God, Israel's God, always, always, always. Yes, yes, yes. Amen and amen. That's the Amplified Bible, please. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All righty. And now we go look at Psalms of... Let's see, what song do we look at now? Another one that says, I run for dear life, Psalm 71. I'll never live to regret it. Do what you do so well. Get me out of this mess and up on my feet. Put your ear to the ground and listen. Give me space for salvation. Be a guest room where I can retreat. You said your doors were always open. You're my salvation, my vast granite fortress. My God, free me from the grip of the wicked, from the clutch of batting bully. You keep me going when times are tough. My bedrock God, since my childhood, I hung on you from the day of my birth, the day you took me from the cradle. I'll never run out of praise. Many gasp in alarm when they see me, but you take me in stride. Just as each day brings with your beauty, my mouth brings with your praise. But don't turn me out of pasture when I'm old. 
or put me out of the shelf when I can't put my weight. My enemies are talking behind my back, watching for the chances to knife me. The gossip is God has abandoned him, pound on him now. No one will help him. God, don't just watch from the sidelines. Come on, run to my life. My accusers, make them lose face. Lowe's out to get me until I make them look like idiots while I stretch a reaching hand for you. And, and daily add praise to praise. I'll write the book on your righteousness. Take up your salvation all day long. Never run out of good things to write or say. I come in the power of the Lord God. I post signs making his right away. You got me when I was unformed youth. God and taught me everything I know. I'm telling the world your wonders. I'll keep at it until I'm old and gray. God, don't walk off and leave me until I get out of the news of your strong right arm in this world. Amen. God, you've done it all. I'll keep at it until I'm all going gray. News of your power to the world yet to come, your famous and righteous ways, O oh God. God, you've done it all. Who is quite like you? You have made me stare trouble in the face. Turn me around. Now let me look life in the face. I've been to the bottom. Bring me up, streaming with honors. Turn to me. Be tender to me. I'll take up the lute and thank you to the tune of your faithfulness. God, I'll make music for you on a harp, Holy One of Israel. When I open up in song to you, I let out lungful of praise. My rescue life, a song all day long. I'm chanting about you and your righteous ways. While those who try to do me slink off looking ashamed. Amen. Amen. All right. It looks like uh, that'll do it. I wonder what happened to this. I'm going to read Psalms 100. On your feet now, applaud God. Bring a gift of laughter. Sing yourself into his presence. Well, this is a, this is a message Bible. It says, on your feet now, begin to clap towards God. Bring a gift of laughter. Wow. Sing yourself into his presence. What? Okay, you know how do we get into the presence of God? By singing, laughing, applauding, stomping our feet. Know this, God is God and God, God, he has made us. We, we didn't make him. We're his people, his well-tended sheep. I'll say this again. Know this, people, God is God and God, God, and God, God, he made us. Enter with the password, thank you. <clears throat> Make yourself at home, taking praise, talking praise, thanking him, worshiping him. <clears throat> For God is sheer beauty, all generous and love, loyal always and evermore. Amen, amen. That's, that's our God right there. Isn't that cool? Our God does that. Amen. My theme song is God's love and justice. I'm singing it right to you, God. I'm finding my way down the road of right living. How long before you show up? <clears throat> I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing it at home where it counts. I refuse to take a second look at corrupting people and degrading things. I reject made in canon God. Stay clear of contamination. The crooked in his heart keep their distance. I refuse to shake hands with those who plan evil. I put a gag on the gossip who badmouth his neighbor. I can't stand arrogance, but I have my eye on salt of the earth people. <clears throat> They're the ones I want work, working with me. Men and women on the straight and narrow. They are the ones I want at my side. But no one who traffics in lies gets a job with me. 
I have no patience with liars. I round up all the wicked like cattle and herded them right out of the country. I forge God's city, all who make business of evil. <clears throat> Amen. Okay, thank you very much. God bless you. The blessings of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Go in the peace of God. Remember, with God, all things are possible. Thank you for coming to today's class. God bless you. Thank you for coming in today's podcast. Bible College Curriculum for January the 9th. Heavenly Father, give us ears. Thank you for giving us ears. Thank you for giving us brains and, and instincts and desires. Thank you, Lord God, that we want to go back home to heaven. And we thank you that we're here right now doing the duty you've given us to do. Thank you for inspiring us. Thank you, Lord, encouraging us to go forward and do your bidding, to do your work. In Jesus' name, amen. 2 Timothy 2.20 says, But in, the, in a great house there are only vessels of gold and of silver, but also wood and of earth and of some to honor and to some to dishonor. And then on the Amplified Bible it says, The Amplified Bible says, in a well-furnished kitchen, there are only crystals, goblets, and silver platters, but waste cans and compost buckets. But some containers used to serve fine meals, others to take out the garbage. And then 21 says, become the kind of container God can use to present any and every kind of gift to his guests for their blessings. And in the work that we do, sometimes we have to help someone take their trash out, you know, and, uh, and be kind on that part. I just... You know, it just came to mind, a guy asked me that he needed some, uh, people to come in and clean his two bedrooms that he's renting at his person's house. And we did it already before. I took a, a person over there and we cleaned and I fixed toilets and cleaned the poop and toilets and fixed shower doors and did a lot of work. Yep, I got paid for it, but it was really, really minimal. And now this is telling me I should have said yes, you know, as a Christian in my duty, you know, um, the reason he can't do it himself is because he's out there drinking and brawling and making problems again. Or they're going to take away his kids again. Al-Anon tells us, the other program tells us, that you must stop rescuing them. I don't know. What do you think? Okay, let's move on. Kenneth Copeland says, Are you destined for greatness in the kingdom of God? Ask most believers that question, and they humbly assure you they're not. You know we can't all be golden vessels, they'll say. Like the Bible says, some of us are just called to be little clay pots. Praise God. The Bible doesn't say any such things, Kenneth Copeland says. Certainly there's going to be some golden vessels in the kingdom and there are going to be some clay pots, but we are the ones, not God, who determines what kind we will be. Really? 2 Timothy 2.20 tells us that whoever cleanses himself from what is unclean, who separates himself from contact with contaminated and corrupting influences, will then himself be a vessel set apart and useful for honorable and noble purposes consecrated and profitable to the master's fit and ready for any good work. The Amplified Bible. <clears throat> Golden vessels or clay pots, the choice is up to you. Why then do so many believers choose to do menial work in the kingdom of God? Why are they content to remain clay pots? Because they lack one thing. Let me back up a little bit here. Golden vessels or a clay pot, the choice is up to you. Again, certainly there's going to be some golden vessels in the kingdom and there are going to be some clay pots, but we are the ones, not God, who determines which kind will be. That kind of uh, brings up, a, you know, I thank God for whatever he, he asked me to be, clean toilets or be a, a speaker and get paid for it, you know, that's the grand thing. But whatever it is, um, I should say, I don't know. I've determined, well, God will make it known easily, right? 
he will bring it one or two or three times to your attention, the direction he wants you to take. Especially if you're going to take the wrong direction, God will send you messages. You're going the wrong way. But not necessarily when you're doing the right thing. There doesn't seem to be any any direction to do the right thing. It's just like we, we have to will it ourselves. You know, we know we think it's the right thing. Am I confusing you? I'm confused myself. All right. Second uh, Timothy 2.21 again tells us that whoever cleanses himself from what is unclean and separates himself contact with contaminating and corrupting influences will then himself be a vessel set apart and useful to honorable and noble purposes consecrated and profitable for the master's fit and ready for any good work that reminds me of the scripture that's what i was looking the scripture says to be ready in season and out of season to give somebody an account of our faith i love that scripture one of the amen so let's keep on going why then? Uh, because we lack one thing every golden vessel must have, the, the lack of dedication. They haven't made a, we haven't made a quality decision to separate ourselves from contaminating influence like TV, TikTok, and, and junk. We haven't been willing to turn away from the ways of the world and go on with God past the point of no return. And I do that by making myself enjoy literature, words, you know, I can be in cars, I can be in motorcycle, I can be hiking, I can be do this. But my desire is to learn how to be a good reader and understand. They say we only use 10% of our brain, so I got unlimited resources. I'll never use up all the resources I got in my brain. We won't. We, we can always chop, 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 chop. Consume literature like crazy. My friend, God is doing some exciting things on this earth right now. He's working signs and wonders, paving the way for Jesus' return. This is a thrilling time, but it's definitely no time to, for clay pots. So if you haven't yet made the kind of commitment that will turn you into a golden vessel, admit it. Then take the time to get before God and study his word and get your will in line with his will. Let the Holy Spirit deal with you until you're willing to leave the way of the world behind and walk in higher ways, the ways of God. Do it now. The hour's late. The glory of God is spilling over the earth in one final thrilling wave. It's not trickling out of clay pots. It's being poured through golden vessels. And that's what exactly God is calling us to be, golden vessels. Let's go ahead and read the rest of the Timothy. Timothy from chapter 2. 15 to 26, yeah, and uh, Timothy 2, 2 Timothy, starting with verse 15, it reads, Repeat these basic essentials over and over to God's people. Warn them before God against pious nit nitpicking, which chips away at the faith. It just wears everyone out. Concentrate on doing your best for God. Work you won't be ashamed of laying out the truth plain and simple. Stay clear of pious talk that is only talk. Words are not mere words, you know. If they're not backed up by a godly life, they accumulate as poison in the soul. Hymenus and Philistus are examples, throwing believers off stride and missing the truth by a mile by saying the resurrection is over and done with. Meanwhile, God's foundation is as firm as ever. These sentences engraved on the stones. God knows who belong to him. Steer clear of evil. All you who know, all you who name God as God. God knows who we are that belong to him. We steer clear of all evil because God knows our name. And we know God as God. Amen. In a well-furnished kitchen, there are only crystal goblets and silver platters, but waste cans and compost buckets too. Some containers used to serve fine meals, others to take out garbage. Become the kind of container God can use to present any and every kind of gift to his guests for their blessings. Okay, so it says right here, all-inclusive, right here. Okay, so God, actually, he doesn't make us gold goblets, so he makes us everything. Sometimes we have to be, you know, and just depending on where he's leading us, I'll probably call the kid and I'll ask him if I go over there and clean the room, the toilet. Huh, get it over with. 
Run away from childless in, indulgence. Run after matters, righteousness, faith, love, peace, joining those who are in honest and serious prayer before God. Refuse to get involved in inane discussions. They always end up in fights. God's servants must not be argumentative, but a gentle listener and a teacher who keeps cool, working firmly but patiently with those who refuse to obey. You never know how or when God might sober them up with a change of heart and a turning to the truth, enable them to escape the devil's trap where they are caught and held captive, forced to run his errands. Amen. And I'm dealing with a couple of people right now that are probably, well, they are drinking and they're slurting in their words. And I put so much effort and time in getting them to uh, to work the program, you know, uh, some kind of program, Bible study or, or 12 steps, NAAA, so they can hold on to their sanity and not inflict damage on their family or our on society or on themselves, you know, slowly not allowing God to love them. That's the basic problem. And so I prayed for them. So I'm feeling pretty good. I'm starting to pray Psalm 23 at night and in the morning. And let's go ahead and do that. Let's pray for all the people that we are working with that are hurting themselves, that are now allowing God's love to infiltrate into their lives. Ready? God we put into your hands, Jesus Christ, we put into your hands, Lord God, all these individuals, Sean's, Patrick's, Lord God, anyone that hurting themselves, Lord, Darlene, Lord God, Erica, we put these people into your hands, Lord God, Anthony, Lord, that they, they you will fix them, Lord, that they will receive your love and fix them that will never be a problem in their hearts, fix their minds, fix their souls, Lord, just fix their desires. In Jesus' name, we pray the blood of, over them, the blood of Christ. We plead the blood in their lives that they may be outstanding uh, citizens of your glory and your honor. In Jesus' mighty name, we dedicate them to you and put them in your hands. Amen. The trick is, is to put them on Jesus' hands and he will fix them and it will never be a problem again. We do it by faith and um, execution of the will Amen. Okay, I'm going to read a little bit of Psalms. Okay. Today, Psalm the ninth. Psalm 9. Let's see what it says. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they shall fall and perish at your presence. For you have maintained my right and my cause. You sat on the throne judging in righteousness. You have rebuked the nations. You have destroyed the wicked. You have blotted out their names forever and ever. O enemy, destructions are finished forever. And you have destroyed cities even their memory has perished. But the Lord shall endure forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment. He shall judge the world in righteousness, and he shall administer judgment for the people in uprightness. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble, and those who know your name will put their trust in you. Amen. Didn't we just read that? Those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Declare his deeds among the people. When he avenges blood, he remembers them. He does not forget the cry of the humble. Have mercy on me, Lord. Consider my trouble from those who hate me. You who lift me up from the gates of death, that I may tell of all your praise. In the gates of the daughters of Zion, I will rejoice in your salvation. The nations have sunk down in the pit which they made. In the net which they hid, their own foot is caught. The Lord is known by the judgment he executes. The wicked is ensnared in the works of his own hands. Meditation. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectations of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord, do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged in your sight. Put them in the fear, O Lord. Put them in fear. 
that the nations may know themselves to be mere men. Salah. I added the mere. Amen. We're like I said, uh, 50 years ago, all the people that had grudges, they're not here. They're all dead. All the grudges, they all had good dreams, good intentions. They're not here. They ran out of battery life. Case in point that we let go of grievances and praise God and thank Him for our lives just the way it is. I'm reading from the New King James Version. See how beautiful that, that Bible is. I love that. New King James. In 1986 or 8, I bought about six of them when they first came out. And I gave them to my brothers and sisters. And and later on, I found a couple of them here and there, you know, not being used, maybe at my mom's house. And I had my signature on them. And I took them back. Amen. Okay, uh, Psalm 39. I said, I will guard my ways, lest I sin with my tongue. I will restrain my mouth with a muzzle while the wicked are before me. I was mute with silence. I held my peace even from good, and my sorrow was stirred up. My heart was hot within me while I was musing the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue, Lord, make me to know my end and what is the measure of my days, that I may know how frail I am. Indeed, you have made my days as handbreadth, and my age is as nothing before you. Certainly, every man at his best state is but vapor. <clears throat> Surely, every man walks about like a shadow. Surely, they busy themselves in vain. He heaps up riches and does not know who will gather them. And now, Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. Deliver me from all my transgressions. Do not make me the reproach of the foolish. I was mute. I did not open my mouth because it was you who did it. Remove your plague from me. I am consumed by the blow of your hand. When <clears throat> with rebukes you correct man for iniquity. When with rebukes <clears throat> you correct man for iniquity. You make his beauty melt away like a moth. Surely every man is vapor. Salah. <clears throat> Hear my prayer, O Lord. And give ear to my cry. Do not be silent at my tears, for I am a stranger with you, a sojourner as all my fathers were. Remove your gaze from me, that I may regain strength before I go away and I'm no more. <clears throat> Interesting, huh? I would like to have the gaze of God looking at me. And he does. You know, I had a strange sensation today you know um you know the bible in daniel says that um that those who lead many to glory will shine like the stars forever and ever amen and i heard a near-death experienced person says that as they were traveling to heaven they were passing all these stars and these stars were saying hey there joe how you doing man hello good to see you love you hi and they were all greeting him like they knew him. And they were just like very uh, comfortable uh, journey, the person was saying. He goes, all these people were so happy and so so kind and, and full of love and joy. And, you know, when I look out, I usually when I wake up in the morning, 3.30 in the morning, which is usually my usual early in the morning, the Lord is my example. The Lord Jesus got up and prayed. I look, go outside and I look at the stars and something hit me, folks, that you know how the Lord says that we are united as one. And I'm thinking, whatever I'm thinking, those stars are there with me thinking. The heavenlies are thinking, the angels, whatever we're thinking, we're one with the Father. We're one with everyone. So it's rhythm and easy does it and love are the results of prayer. Things show up when we need them. We're grateful and thankful for small things. We're delighted to see animals and people and kids and anything that gives us joy and pleasure. And I mean the kind of pleasure that a, 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 a art, you know, God's handiwork, that type of pleasure. Seeing God, you know, create a palm tree and, and you get a revelation and 
You stare at an oak tree. It says, why doesn't the ground go down? Where does the oak tree get all the material to build itself? It just grows and grows. And the earth is not, the, the surroundings and the inside of the earth is not taken away. Where is the material coming from? From a chemistry? Put two and two together and become four and it starts multiplying? That is a miracle and mind-blowing. Anyway, so... We don't have to smoke grass and sit there and look at a tree. We can just get high with the most high. Amen. Okay, let's move on to Psalm 69. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. This is a psalm from David. It's called the lilies, an urgent plea for help in trouble. The lilies. Where there is no standing, I sink in deep mire. I have come into deep waters where the floods overflow me. I'm weary with my crying. My throat is dry. My eyes fail while I wait for my God. Those who hate me without a cause are more than the hairs on my head. They are mighty who would destroy me. Being my enemy wrongfully, though I have stolen nothing, I still must restore. O oh God, you know my foolishness, and my sins are not hidden from you. Let not those who wait for you, O Lord, God of hosts, be ashamed because of me. Let not those who seek you be confounded because of me, O God of Israel. Because of your sake I have borne reproach. Shame has covered my face. I have become a stranger to my brothers and an alien to my mother's children. Because seal for your house hath eaten me up, and the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. When I weep and chasten my soul with fasting, they become my reproach. I also made sackcloth my garment. I became a byword to them. Those who sit in the gate speak against me, and I am the song of the drunkards. But as for me, my prayers to you, O Lord, in the acceptable time, O God, in the multitude of your mercy, Hear me in the truth of your salvation. Deliver me out of the mire and let me not sink. Let me be delivered from those who hate me and out of the deep waters. Let not the flood waters overflow me, nor let the deep swallow me up. And let not the pit shut its mouth on me. Hear me, O Lord, for your loving kindness is good. Turn to me according to the multitude of your tender mercies. And do not hide your face from your servant, for I am in trouble. Hear me speedily, draw near to my soul, and redeem it. Deliver me because of my enemies. You know my reproach, my shame, and my dishonor. My adversaries are all before you. Reproach has broken my heart, and I am full of heaviness. I looked for someone to take pity, but there was none, and for comforters, but I found none. They also gave me gal for my food, and for my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Let their table become a snare before them, and their will being a trap. Let their eyes be darkened so that they do not see and make their loins shake continually. Pour out your indignation upon them and let your wrathful anger take hold of them. Let their dwelling place be desolated. Let no one live in their tents for they persecuted the ones you have struck and talk of the grief of those you have wounded. <clears throat> Add iniquity to their iniquity and let them not come into your righteousness. Let them be blotted out out of the book of the living and not be written with the righteous. But I am poor and sorrowful. Let your salvation, O God, set me up on high. <clears throat> Lord, let your salvation set us up on high, God. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or a bull, which has horns and hoofs. The humble shall see this and be glad. And you who seek God, your heart shall live. For the Lord hears the poor and does not despise his prisoners. Let heaven and earth praise him, the seas and everything that moves in them. For God will save Zion and build the cities of Judah, that they may dwell there and possess it. <clears throat> also the descendants of his servants shall inherit it, and those who love his name shall dwell in it. Woohoo! Beautiful, beautiful words of God. Hey, man, that was a long one. Now let's go to uh, 99. Thank God it ended with a good theme, huh? Sometimes I get lost in those psalms because it's like, who's who, what's what, who's... 
Psalm 99. Praise the Lord for his holiness. Lord, we praise you for your holiness, for the miracle of having a God in our lives, for the miracle of having a Father, a wonderful Father that does mercy, is long-suffering and patient with us. Man, it just boggles the imagination that there's a God. He made us, he created us, and and he's all wisdom, all helping, all joy. It's just amazing to me. It's like the number one wonder of the world. And it is the number one world. You Google how many Bibles sell each year and how many Bibles have been estimated to be sold throughout a human race. It boggles the imagination that, you know, the amount of Bibles that are, you know, I myself buy thousands of books that are referring to uh, Bible and give them away. I think I've given away over 7,000 since the 80s, since, you know, it's kind of like my my amends to society is give people books so they can thank God for their problems and get relief. Praise the Lord for his holiness. And we're all doing it in some way or somewhere. You, you, some of us do it with thoughts, with good thoughts. You have good thoughts for others, you're doing God's will. And you're holding your judgment, your criticism, you have patience and love for others. You're doing God's will. I love you for that. You my brother. You my sister. The Lord reigns. Let the people tremble. He dwells between the cherubim. Let the earth be moved. The Lord is great in Zion and he is high above all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name. He is holy. The king's strength also loves justice. You have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool. He is holy. Moses and Aaron were among his priests, and Samuel was among those who called upon his name. They called upon the name of the Lord, and he answered them. He spoke to them in the cloudy pillar. They kept his testimonies and the ordinances he gave them. You answered them, O Lord our God. You were to them God who forgives, though you took vengeance on their deeds. Interesting, huh? You answered them, O Lord our God. You were to them God who forgives, though you took vengeance on their deeds. Truth or consequences, folks. The truth is we're forgiven. Consequences got to be dealt with. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy hill. For the Lord our God is holy. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy hill. For the Lord our God is holy. Thanks to Jesus Christ, we have the kingdom of God in our hearts and we can easily and praise and worship God and give him honor right in our own home or when we're driving. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now the last one is Psalm 129, Songs of Ascent. Songs of victory over Zion's enemies. Many a times they have afflicted me from my youth. Let Israel now say, many a times they have afflicted me from my youth, yet they have not prevailed against me. The plowers plow on my back. They made their furrows long. The Lord is righteous. He has cut in pieces the cords of the wicked. Let all those who hate Zion be put to shame and turned back. Let them be as the grass on the housetops, which withers before it grows up, with which the reapers does not fill his hand, nor he who blinds sheaves his arms. Neither let those who pass by them say, The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Amen. Verse 8 says, Neither let those who pass by them say, this is the key, folks, that we should talk to each other, how we should think about each other, how we should greet each other, because this was a farmer's greetings, and they're talking about acres and acres of blessings, acres and acres of diamonds. The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Amen. So that's what I say to you, folks. The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Amen. Go out there and see if you can say that to 12 people that you come contact to. Anyone rich or poor, just bless them. Okay.
Have a great day, family. Give them heaven. Enjoy this day because it is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice in it and we will be glad in it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.